Hello, 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 and welcome to this, the bonus episode of today's FYI. I hope you guys are happy campers and that you enjoyed the first part. And I know you're going to enjoy the second part because we're going to have tons of fun. Now, I've told you guys, I think, on several occasions that I never went to any summer camps. And that's something I always regretted. Now, I'm not complaining because I went to Spain. And that was like a talk about an immersive language camp. But I remember going away for the weekend. I remember going with the church group. We would go camping. I remember going with the Cub Scouts. The Cub Scouts are the Boy Scouts before they're Boy Scouts. A cub is a baby bear. We've been talking a lot about bears here. Well, we are camping, and that's one of the number one fears, although we found out before that that's a misconception. Well, people thought when we went camping once with the church, they thought that my dad was a bear. I swear to God, my dad was snoring so loud that the people next to us thought that there was a bear and to snore and believe me i've heard my dad snore it's enough to wake up a whole village so never mind you know a campsite everybody was awake they were scared because again it didn't sound like that noise was coming from a human being and then to top it all off it started pouring. And my dad, I understood what he was doing. And he said, Alberto, we're going to rough it. And to rough it is a la aventura, right? We're going to rough it. And we're not going to stay in the cabin. Because they had these little cabins there with bunk beds, literas. And you could stay in there. Uh, obviously, one of the great things about that cabin is there was a bathroom in it. But if you wanted to, there were areas around the cabin where you could camp. And my dad, remember, my dad is from a small village. He grew up, you know, walking through the hills. He grew up in nature. He loves being around, in, surrounded by nature. And this is what he said. He goes, I want my son to get this from me. So we're staying outside, guys. And it started to pour. It literally started to downpour. And we were okay because tents are usually waterproof until you touch the ceiling of the tent. And my dad and I learned this the hard way. So we were okay as it started pouring. And then my dad said, well, let me touch the top of it. And for some reason, the moment my dad touched the, the top of the tent, <laughs> buckets came pouring down on our head. It was like a flood, and we ended up going inside. Yeah, we decided maybe we didn't want to rough it that much. And there are many people like that. They're like, well, I want to get the nature part, but I don't want to poop, you know, um, leaning up against a tree, apoyado en un árbol. And that's why they invented glamping. This is a, a mix of the word glamour, glamour, uh, glamorous camping. <laughs> Glamping. Well, hey, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for it. Yo me apunto a esa. Because as I said, plumbing for me, having a bathroom nearby is pretty important. And I noticed it even at music festivals. You know, when I was a kid, I was like, we don't even need a tent. Forget it. We're going to rough it. And now I'm like, what do you mean there's no four-star hotel? 
again, I'm, I'm not uh, like that in any way, but I love to go to the concert, get full of mud and, you know, get all dirty. And, and then I like to go home and go to the bathroom and take a shower. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like those things are just so important. And I'm not the only one because I remember I was at a, a one week festival in Budapest. Now we didn't camp out, but many people were camping out. We had an apartment because we were working. So we had a lot of equipment, but you know, we were, we were there, we were dirty, we were tired, just like everybody else. So you can just imagine the campers. They were not happy campers. Well, they were because the festival was fun, but they were exhausted after six or seven days. And I remember the artist who got on stage, Danko Jones, or as the Spanish call him, Dancojones. <laughs> I love that. He said, I know what you people want more than anything in this world. And everyone was like, what? You know, we thought he was going to say to rock and roll or something like that. And he goes, to take a dump in your own bathroom. <laughs> Cagar, giñar en tu propio baño. And everybody was like, yes, yes. The crowd went crazy. Again, it's up to you what you want to do. You've got all levels. And as I said, we're going to take a look at some of those options. But you can literally just sleep in a sleeping bag under the stars or you can stay at a really nice hotel with a glass roof so you can see the stars and have Wi-Fi and champagne. Hey, different strokes for different folks. I just realized the older I get, the more I need my amenities. <laughs> I'm not into roughing it for the sake of roughing it anymore. And uh, another funny story I'll share with you guys was here in Madrid. And this is a story I can't believe I'm going to share it with you. But okay, here goes. <laughs> we went to the Festimad Festival. And I was younger then. I was about maybe 26 or 27 years old. And I was still in that phase of, I'm roughing it. I don't even need, you know, a shirt. You know, I can go there. And my friend, well, my friend Ricky was the same. And we were like, we don't need anything. We'll get there at the last minute. You know, we don't need to prepare. That kind of thing. I guess it's, I don't know where it comes from. You know, it comes from like, I'll survive kind of thing. But really, it's ridiculous. Why not plan ahead if you can? So we got there. And I have to admit, we were probably a little bit buzzed. Un poco tocadillos, as you say in Spanish. And uh, we decided, okay, we're going to pitch the tent or we're going to put up our tent. And we were looking for a spot. And since we got there late, there weren't many good spots. And so we found a spot near the, the entrance, which was kind of important. No kidding. You don't want to walk a long distance to get to the entrance of the festival. So what we did is we found a spot, but it was on a hill. All right. En una colina. Well, that was the first and the last time that I will ever pitch a tent on a hill. It was impossible to sleep. We kept sliding to the bottom of the tent. It was like a, it was a comedy show. But guys, that wasn't the worst part. The cherry on top was when we started to pitch the tent, it was starting to get dark. The festival was kicking off. And my friend Ricky grabbed a rock, a nearby rock, because we didn't bring a hammer. And he was going to drive the stake into the ground. And when he picked up the rock, he said, oh, my God, there's mud on this rock. Hay barro en esta roca. And uh, it took him about a quarter of a second more. And he realized that that was not mud at all. That was a rock that somebody used to wipe their butt with. 
and Ricky had it in his hand. You can just imagine how upset he was at that moment. <laughs> you know, as you say in Spanish, se estaba cagando en todo. And, you know, pun intended in this case. So naturally, he I was even like, oh, no, dude, are you serious? Oh, God, that's disgusting. So we went over to the bathrooms, of course. And, you know, guess what? No soap. <laughs> no soap. He was sitting there with somebody else's feces on his hand and um, no way to get it off. And then I just remember, for some reason, having this hand sanitizer in my backpack. Esto que no, no necesitas jabón. And I was like, dude, I've got hand sanitizer. And I got it out of the bag. And folks, we cleaned up. And uh, But we, we had a running joke, and Ricky and I still laugh to this day saying that Festimad was the shit. <laughs> es una forma de la bomba, but in this case, it was literally the S-H-I-T. <laughs> so yeah, horror stories. Well, there are always horror stories, but I think that's part of the fun. And that's another thing, another tradition we didn't mention. When people are sitting around the campfire, you tell ghost stories or, well, not just ghost stories, but funny stories, anecdotes. That's, that was one of my favorite parts. You know, the sharing, the moments where you're all sharing. There's kind of like this communal feeling going on, which is cool. You know, fire, it, it, it unifies people. It brings people together in some way. There's this, you know, very primordial thing about fire and water and the stars and the elements. And when you go camping, you're there. You're in the middle of it all. Now, I wanted to take a look at some of the most popular places to camp out or what some would say even the best. Now, again, this is something that is obviously subjective. It depends on each person. Everybody's got their favorite places. But these were some that were highly ranked among campers. Number one, Mount Cook National Park, which is located in New Zealand. Something tells me the whole country of New Zealand is great for camping. Another spot is Devon in England, which is cool because that isn't as far away as New Zealand. And plus, <laughs> Spain has got some really amazing places to camp out. And I'm sure our friend Isa will tell us all about those places in our review class. Looking forward to that. Another one, Loch Lamond, which is in Scotland. And if I'm not mistaken, the word Loch means lake in Scottish. De hecho, de ahí, el Loch Ness Monster. Another place, and this is more general, but the Alps. You can talk about the French Alps, the Swiss Alps, but the Alps, sure, talk about activities there. You got beautiful views, You've got activities. It is just an amazing place. Oh, and we forgot to mention the indoor activities because, of course, if you go to a, a, a nice campground, well, they have a pool, they have an arcade. You're, you're studying campings que tienen recreativos. So, again, there are so many different styles of camping. You know, just probably as many styles of camping as there are campers out there. And the last place on our list is called Hossa National Park, which is located in Finland. But really, 
explore. That's what it's all about. As long as camping is allowed, permitido, why not? I always thought one of the cool things about having an RV or a trailer saying, oh, I like this view. Let's camp out here. Now, I don't know if it's that simple because, as I said, there are laws and there are places that you can camp at and places you can't camp at. And there is one place that you can camp at, but I wouldn't recommend it. And this is called the wave. Now, the wave is a striped bright orange sandstone. And this is located in the United States. It's along the northern Arizona border. And it is absolutely jaw-dropping. Jaw-dropping que, te, que se te abre, abre la mandíbula. You know, you're like, oh, wow. So this jaw-dropping landscape, you know what its nickname is? The Devil's Playground. El Patio del Diablo. Now, why? Why do they call it the Devil's Playground? Well, only 20 visitors are allowed to camp on the site per day. Campers are given maps and directions, and then they go out with a guide. And even with all those precautions, they still have tons of problems due to the dizzying terrain. El terreno, no, es mareante. Unmarked trails, that's another thing. You know, if you want to follow trails, that's great. But if you're an explorer and you go off the beaten path, por el camino menos transitado, both literally and figuratively, you got to be careful because it's what we call uncharted territory. So unmarked trails and temperatures that can go above 43 degrees Celsius. That's 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, and no cell service. So, you really have to know what you're getting into if you go to the Devil's Playground. Now, I imagine waking up there and seeing that impressive view, well, I imagine it's worth it. But, <laughs> be careful, be prepared, and make sure you follow the guide's advice. You know, it's like those people who go to Everest, and they think that they know more than the Sherpas. And it's like, dude, no, no. That's why this person lives here. This person grew up here. This person is familiar with the terrain. That's not a moment where you want to be rebelling, revelando. You know, there are so many other moments to be the tough guy. Don't play with nature. That's something we've learned in all our nature episodes. Our episodes about natural disasters, natural parks, uh, also our episode about oceans. There's one lesson we can take from all of those episodes. Don't mess with Mother Nature because you will lose. All right, now I have a trivia question for you guys. What country do you think has the most national parks in the world? All right, I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking it has to be a big country, right? I mean, if it has a lot of national parks. My first guess was the United States, but I'm biased, sesgado. So don't, don't trust my opinion. What did you guess? What do you think? Well, the answer is Australia. That's right. Australia has 500 national parks. Uh, one of those called Kakadu. I like the name. <laughs> Kakadu, this is Australia's largest national park. And just to give you an idea in square kilometers, 20,000. 
20,000 square kilometers. That is bigger than Fiji. You know the Fiji Islands? Yeah, and that's all national park. So great place. I wish, oh man, I would really love to go out there. My wife and I are planning a trip, not this year, but maybe in the next year or two, where we're going to go camping out on the West Coast. I think I told you guys a little bit about that in the Cars episode. Well, let's change gears. <laughs> cars episode, change gear. Okay, uh, horrible, corny, corny joke. Well, what is this glamping thing that I mentioned a couple times? Well, glamping, I think, is very self-explanatory. It's glamorous camping. It's going out and being in the wilderness, in the great outdoors, but having all the comforts of home, even a bidet if you need it. And there's a place called the Clayquot Wilderness Resort. It's located in Vancouver Island, Canada. And it is the most expensive camping spot in the world. A single night at this campground costs nearly $4,000. But don't worry, you've got room service, they'll bring whatever you need to your bungalow, and what do you want, Don Perignon? No problem. How do you like your filet mignon, monsieur? <laughs> so, I'd love it. I'd love to try glamping. I do something between the two, because I don't rough it anymore, but I like my amenities. But something tells me that Glamping is a little bit like cheating. No, es un poco jugar con trampa. But hey, if you can afford it, si lo puedes costear, why not? I know what you guys think too. I know you guys, you hear my jokes, you put up with my jokes, aguantáis mis chistes, los soportáis, and I know what you're thinking. My jokes are totally campy. <laughs> that was another one, you get it? Camp, campy? <laughs> well, Campy is like exagerado, teatral, <laughs> over the top. It's like, tan, 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 tan. that's campy. <laughs> See, I was making a joke right there. Okay, it was a campy joke. But let's take a look at some expressions that we can get, some idiomatic expressions that we can get from camping. One that comes to mind is up and at them. Que es up and at them. Pero nunca se dice them. Siempre es apóstrofe E-M. And this is something we would, I mean, it's the perfect thing to say when you're camping. Arriba y a por ellos. Up and at them. Another way to say that is rise and shine. I mean, what better way to wake up than in the middle of nature? And hopefully, you slept like a log or you slept like a baby, which that one never made sense to me. Babies wake up every three hours. But you guys are ready. You got through boot camp. ¿Qué? Boot camp? What is this? Well, I'm trying to teach you these expressions, putting together a little story. Boot camp is like training camp. When you go to the military, you go through boot camp. Reformatorio, eh, clase de entrenamiento militar. Whoa. <laughs> That's a really long word in Spanish. Boot camp. We also looked at when nature calls, which has something to do with going to the bathroom. And that's one of those idiomatic expressions that spread like wildfire. Oops, there's another one. To spread like wildfire is difundirse. To spread like wildfire. And, and, and to propagate quickly 
and to many people to spread like wildfire. Another one that comes to mind is in the middle of nowhere. When you're camping, you're usually in the middle of nowhere. You aren't in your neck of the woods. No estás en tu zona. And hopefully, you aren't up the river without a paddle. What? Que no estás subiendo el río sin remo. That's an expression that means que estás en una situación bastante precaria. I'm up the river without a paddle. Another one that's similar is I'm up Schitt's Creek. Yeah, eso es, estoy subiendo el arroyo de la caca. <laughs> This is a very popular show, pero lo deletrean Schitt's Creek con C para que no sea vulgar. Creo que es el apellido. De la gente. So I'm up Schitt's Creek or I'm up a river without a paddle. But don't worry, guys. Soon we'll be out of the woods. And there's another expression. Fuera del bosque. We'll be out of the woods. This is also a Katy Perry song. Are we out of the woods? Are we out of the woods? Are we? Fuera de peligro. Think about it. You're out of the woods. So some really good expressions. What about this one? I think we've looked at this one. ¿Cómo se dice eh, exagerar unas, eh, una situación o algo? Hacer un grano de arena, I think you say in Spanish. We say to make a mountain out of a molehill. To make a mountain out of a molehill. But guys, I'll stop beating around the bush. <laughs> to beat around the bush. Andar por las ramas. <laughs> Another one. We'll move on to the movies here. Because remember, why, why are movies, why do I recommend movies and music when we look at different topics? Well, that's another way to immerse yourself in that world with that vocabulary. So if you want to feel like you're camping and you're not camping, in English, obviously, well, you can watch these movies. You can listen to these songs and maybe... If you've got a good imagination, you'll actually feel like you're camping. But you'll definitely be in that world and get some of the vocabulary. One of my favorite movies is Stand By Me. This is a beautiful movie. And they're not so much camping as looking for a dead body. Están buscando un cadáver. But they bring their camping gear And they sleep out under the stars. It's a classic movie, como decimos, a coming-of-age movie. Una película sobre haciéndose mayor. And it has camping scenes in it. There's a very famous scene where they go in a lake and they come out covered in leeches. And a leech is una sanguijuela. En todos los sentidos. Alguien que te chupa la energía y también ese animalito. But the 80s was full of movies like this. So Stand By Me is just one. It's a classic if you haven't seen it. Another one's Meatballs. That's one with Bill Murray. And it came out in the 80s. The Great Outdoors. 80s classic about camping with John Candy and Dan Aykroyd. And another one, Into the Wild. I think I recommended this one. If you guys haven't seen this one, 
I think I've recommended it two or three times now. Into the Wild, directed by Sean Penn. Soundtrack by Eddie Vedder. It is a masterpiece in every sense of the word. And I highly recommend the book too, which after I saw the movie, I was like, I've got to read this book. It's fascinating. But don't forget about the horror films. How many horror films take place at a camp, you know, a summer camp? Uh, Think of Friday the 13th. You know, the famous horror film Friday the 13th or Blair Witch. Remember the Blair Witch Project? They were in the woods with that one as well. Some songs. I think of uh, the movie The Hangover when I hear this song, Resacón en Las Vegas, because it's in the soundtrack. But it goes, my flag boy and your flag boy sitting by the fire. My grandma says to your grandma, I'm going to set your flag on fire. Talking about henna, 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 henna. Aiko, aiko, ane. Temazo. Oh, they're talking about sitting around a fire. Another one. And we were singing bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And good old boys. That's a, that's a song about being outdoors, camping, and being in love. We didn't talk about that aspect, too. There's something romantic about being under the stars, you know, being next to a lake at night. It's just got a certain aura about it. Another one that has to do with nature, camping, brown-eyed girl. Do you remember when we used to sing sha-la-la-la-la-la? That song is all about, if you look at the lyrics, he's talking about being out and frolicking, jugando in nature, in la naturaleza. Ring of Fire. I didn't realize that. Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash, Juanito Efectivo. And it's burn, burn, burn in a ring of fire. But remember, if you go to Spotify and you just put in camping or outdoor or nature playlist, I'm sure they'll give you even some more modern songs to look at. But there's no doubt. There's something I think we can get from both of these episodes. It's common knowledge. It's no secret that camping is beneficial to your physical health. But something tells me it's also beneficial to your psychological health, your emotional health, your well-being. I mean, they already said it increases your levels of oxygen, melatonin, serotonin, these chemicals that are so important and affect our mood. And by going outdoors and doing physical activities, this is nature's Prozac. It can help your mood, it can decrease your stress level, and let's be honest, the more in touch with nature we are, the more balanced we are as individuals. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it about time you made use of that tent that's just collecting dust in your garage? Let's go camping, amigos, and happy trails. Que es una forma de decir felices viajes, felices caminos. I hope you enjoyed this episode of FYI.